Chronicles chapter number 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. <clears throat> and we'll read verse 26 down through verse number 30. The title to the message is David, first and last. <clears throat> Looking at David and his life. What an appropriate end to our uh, theme for the year. All in for him. As we began with the beginning of this chapter and saw how that David was preparing to serve the Lord and, and uh, got things ready for Solomon to take over and, and for them to build the temple that he could not, but he did prepare for it. And he gave, he gave it all that he, that he had. And here is the, the, the summary of his life, the end of his life as he was uh, passing off the scene. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 26, Thus... David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. I like how that starts, thus. It's like, and here it is. Therefore, it's, it's the end, end of his life, end of his ministry, end of his reign. It's all said, all encompassed. Here it is, and it's handed to us in this small package, these last verses. Thus, David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. And the time that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and thirty and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his stead. Now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Samuel the seer. And in the book of Nathan the prophet, and in the book of Gad the seer, with all his reign and his might, and the times that went over him, and over Israel, and over all the kingdoms of the countries. The acts of David the king, first and last. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this, your account of David and his life. And Lord, thank you that... You've included it all, first and last, the good and the bad, the, the up and the down. Lord, it's all there. It's all there recorded for us to see. And Lord, thank you for this, your evaluation of him, his life, what he did. And Lord, how it reminds us that we're in the same spot today. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we end up the year 2019, just everything coming to a close and and all of our aspirations, of our efforts, of our attempts. There's been some victories, there's been some difficulties, there's been great trials that some have endured. Lord, thank you for seeing us through, and thank you for giving us of your presence and your illumination throughout the year. Lord, I pray that today you would help us to see the summary of David's life first and last. And Lord, to help us to apply that to where we are. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> As we seek to uh, end up, wrap up this annual theme of All In from this chapter, we want to do a bit of a review. When we began the chapter and the theme last year, about one year ago now, we noted that this was David's final chapter of his life. Here he pretty much cuts to the chase of his exist existence. He knew that he would soon stand and face God face eternity, and he didn't waste time. He didn't waste words or pursuits. 
Everything came into extreme clarity, and he used every last breath to make a difference in the things that he said in this chapter. Throughout the year, we've continually referred back to the main divisions of this chapter, the first five verses. We call that the consecration or dedication. That's where uh, uh, David's personal example, his personal consecration, what he did. He says, this is what I've, I've prepared for the house of the Lord. And then we saw cooperation in verse number six through nine, where there was a willing teamwork, a camaraderie by all of, of Israel. And then application. This is where they administered the service and the gifts from verse number 9 through verse 21. And then adoration or exaltation is where they worshipped in verse number 6, verse 9, verse 22. It was uh, enthusiasm and joy in their coming before God. And then the last is the confirmation of Solomon's reign as he passed things off from verse number 22 down through the end of the chapter. The last time that we were here, uh, last week we dealt with Christmas uh, issues, and last week that we were here two weeks ago, we dealt with David's handoff of the kingdom to Solomon, the next ruler that God identified. We looked at the process of handing off our faith to the next generation, which we'll all be involved with sooner or later, and some sooner. A successful handoff was one, as it happened with, with Solomon, one of submission, Verse 24, magnification. Verse 25, they lifted up the king and then obedience. And we were looking at that as how that uh, we submit to our Lord and we magnify him and we follow through with obedience to him. And now here we are, last Sunday of 2019, as Brother Nick mentioned. Uh, by the way, thank you, Brother Nick, for your words. Every time he comes and does the offering, he always has something to say that's really pertinent. And he always steals my thunder because he says exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Anyway. <clears throat> but, yeah, we are. What he said was exactly right. We are, we are at the last um, uh, Sunday sermon, Sunday of 2019. <clears throat> Looking back, let me ask you, how has the year been to you? How, how has things gone for you as you as you prepared, as you looked ahead from the beginning one year ago? Have you accomplished what you set out to accomplish? Have you had victories? Failures? Well, I have too many of those. I like to emphasize my victories and, and the good things and just kind of forget about those failures. But that's okay. I'm going to write my... Uh, Memoir how I want to. <laughs> and you write yours how you want to. Now, if it's in the word of God, it's going to be all there. It's just like with David and his life, the good and the bad, the first and the last, everything's there. But have you had trials this year? Oh, man. I understand. I, I know many of you have gone through very difficult times. Some of you have had a windfall of blessings. I mean, really, blessing. God has come through in so many ways, and, and you're grateful for that. And some of you have experienced the toughest, toughest year of your experience, of your existence. Some young people have just now come into adulthood with all the promise, all the victory, the fulfillment ahead. Uh, Brother uh, uh, James taught the teenagers this morning, and James 
finished at the University of Washington, got his, his engineering degree. Looking forward to start uh, next week, I think it is, right? Or have you already started? It's next week. And a new job. Oh, I tell you, looking forward to so many things. And, and uh, there, there are some here that are just like that. They're, they're, they're looking forward to uh, the, the uh, plan ahead, the, the road ahead. And, and there's a lot of promise in that road. Some have journeyed into the land of bounty and blessing and harvest that you've never seen before. And it's a, a good thing to look back upon the year and say, thank you, God. <clears throat> and for some, the deepest valleys and darkest days, darker than you'd ever imagined. But there you are. Here we are. 2019 is in the books, just about. Some of you had just another year. I mean, nothing special. There was same old, same old. You just kind of um, year after year after nothing changes. And ah, but you're unaware that nothing continues on forever in the same state. Nothing. You might think that nothing changes for you, but it will. There's, if there's one thing, folks, that we can count on, and that is change, things will change. Nothing remains the same. We live in a land of sad goodbyes, of changes, of endings. <clears throat> Solomon put it this way in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 4. One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also riseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to his, his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north, that whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, and yet the sea is not full unto the place from whence the rivers come. Thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. In this passage of Scripture, he's, he's noting the cycle of so many things, the sun's you know, circuit and the wind and the water. The, the, it's, it's a vicious cycle, just goes over and over and over and over again. Same old, same old, but the players are different. The earth continues on, but the generations, the people that actually take part on that play, uh, they, uh, they change shifts. Players are different. They're, they retire, and the new generation takes their place. It's this vacating the office of life that we're dealing with in our context, in our uh, uh, the Bible passage in our text today in, uh, in uh, First Chronicles chapter number 29. <clears throat> David is passing off the scene. Another will take up the throne of his reign. In a way, our text is the summary of David's life in that verse, in verse number 29. Now the acts of David, the king, first and last... Behold, they are written in the book. See, everything that David did, his whole life, his choices he made, the pathway he walked, the words, the actions that he said and that he did, 
all, everything that he did, the first and the last, they're written, they're done, and they're finished. And the same thing will be said of you. Same thing will be said of me. Someday, and I don't know when, could be soon. Hopefully not real soon. <laughs> but it could be very soon. You never know. It's the last. It's all done. It's in the books. See, there's one thing about this is uh, with 2019, the way the time is, you can't go back. There, there's nothing you could do to uh, capture that moment, that month, that season, that year. You can't go back. There are no do-overs. No matter how we'd love to, what is done is done, and what is spent is spent, and what is said is said, and what happened, happened. A lie that a good portion of the world has bought into is the falsehood of a circular existence. Uh, is it called reincarnation to some. In, in, there's aspects of reincarnation in Hinduism and Buddhism and certain Native American religious, religious systems, Scientology, others. They believe in an eternal life and death and rebirth of the individual over and over and over again. And of course, this is absolutely contrary to Christ's teachings, as far as opposite to Christ's teachings as could be. See, because the Bible teaches us of one opportunity to affect our eternity as being through our choices here on earth and our physical life, no matter how long that be, whether it's 10 years or 15 or 30 or 50 or 80 or 100, it doesn't matter. Is that, that one time, that one, that one uh, opportunity that you live your life here, that affects your eternity. For some Early humans in the Bible, we, it's recorded of they lived hundreds of years old. For, it was hundreds of years. For the most today in this country, it's just under 79 years old. I was looking at the longevity of people, the, the uh, actuarials, the, the averages of life expectancy. And uh, back in the 1920s, 1930s, it was like 50 or so, 55. Today, it's actually 78. Seven something, whatever it is, almost almost seventy nine years old, is the average life expectancy of a person today. Of course, that's just the average. Some live less, and some live more. Of course, the Bible, authorized authorized and and authored by God and and given to us by God, it tells us clearly that it is appointed unto man, unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. It's not this over and over. You get another shot at it, and you get another. And, you know, karma puts you at a better position, and now you're, you're number three in the race when you start that race. And then, you, you know, no, no, that's n absolutely not the truth. The truth is you live once, and you die one time, and then there's a judgment. And by the way, there's all kinds of uh, books and... and uh, uh, stories and things about people dying and coming back to life. No, you may have had a, a pause of your existence, but you didn't die and come back to life. The Bible says you, it's appointed unto man once to die. There's one time that you die, and then there's a judgment. And by the way, 
uh, Jesus dealt with that when he talked about the rich man that died and found himself in hell. Lazarus died and found, found himself in, in uh, um, the compartment of, of uh, paradise or the holding place for heaven. And, and you remember what he said? You can't, there's no back and forth and you can't go back. Once, one time you die. You die once and that's it. And it's upon that that you're judged. The Bible says very clearly in 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 14, For we must needs die and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. How about that? Isn't that some kind of a word picture where you have a, a cup of water or something, you, you spill it on the ground, you, you can't get it back. It just, you know, it, it uh, goes absorbed into the soil. There's no, there's no getting that back. It's like our life. It's spilt and doesn't come back. Job 14.5 says, Seeing his days are determined. Talk about men, mankind. His days are determined. The number of his months are with thee, God. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. This is what God said, the, the boundaries of your life, the beginning and the ending of this human life, and you cannot go beyond that. No matter what you do, no matter how you try, uh, like I say, there's a life expectancy now, and thank goodness for the medical uh, advances and everything else, and, and I'm, I'm grateful that I live in this, uh, this time that I do. But you know something? When it's my time to die, that's it, and I cannot go beyond that. Although some try. Some uh, are in, in, uh, uh, in effort of, of actually skirting around the, the, the parameters. But no, the, very, very clear. A man's days are determined. The number of his months, God has appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. A man once took a bowl and filled it with 52 marbles representing a year as weeks. 52 marbles, each marble a week. Put it in a bowl and that represented one year. And for each year, for the rest of his estimated existence he was like 65 or so when he retired and he heard about the time that he uh, uh, the, the time that that he w was going to uh, uh, pass you know the, the the averages which was 78 years or so and so what he did was he, he took 52 marbles um, um, uh, put it in the bowl for a year and for that many years for the rest of his average life expectancy, for him it was 728 marbles for those 14 remaining years. Because he wanted to just kind of emphasize that to himself. He wanted to just kind of see what was, what was uh, taking place and how, how long he would be and that kind of thing. So um, he had 728 marbles, put it on his dresser, and every week, the same time every week, he would go in there and take a marble out and put it off to the side. The next week, he would take a marble, put it off to the side. Next week, he would take another marble out. Next week, he took another marble out. Next, next, that year, he took 52 of those marbles out. And then the next week, he took a marble out and took a marble out. And, and he said, that did something to him. He, he, he realized, I, I just only have so much time here on earth. And... What I'm going to do, I'm going to do it in this time. And there's, everybody always thinks, well, someday, someday I'll get it done. 
You know, we had for Father's Day those wooden uh, coins, and on it was printed uh, tuits. They were round tuits. And so everybody, because you're always, you're always going to get around to it. You know, I'm going to get around to it. I'll, I'm gonna, someday I'm going to get around to it. Someday I'm going to get around to taking that fishing uh, uh, expedition. Someday I'm going to get around to spending some time with my loved one. Someday I'm going to get around to it. Well, anyways, so this man, he said, you know what? I wanted to, to, to just kind of have that before me and, and remind myself of my brevity of life. And so he just kept on taking a marble out of his, out of his bowl. And he was, he was talking to somebody that morning that had some problems and strife and this and that, and he says, well, you know what, this is what I did. And he says, he said, really? So uh, where are you at in those marbles? And he says, well, actually, this morning I took the last marble out. So what I've got now is I'm in grace. <laughs> I'm, on the extent, I'm on the bonus time here. Wow. You see, our days, folks, are determined. That's what the Bible says. They're appointed. We have boundaries. We cannot go beyond the time that God has given us here on earth. And the thing about 2019 is you can't go back. Another thing about it is we're judged by the Creator. We, we are judged and we will we'll stand before. Although we are judged, it's... The time that we're playing out on that on that uh, performance is right now. We will be judged. See, it's not just that we only go around once, but that we'll be judged by the Creator be, uh, for what we have done, the choices we have made, by the author of our life, by the designer, upon what we've done. Ecclesi Ecclesiastes 11.9, Rejoice! O young man, in thy youth, <coughs> and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the days of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into <coughs> judgment. If you're one of those that ha have a hard time of being judged by anybody else, well, you shouldn't judge. I don't want to be judged by you. I don't want to be. Well, that's fine, okay? <coughs> I'm not going to judge you, but God will judge you whether you like it or not he has the prerogative to he has the right god will bring every one of us into judgment and you know what we will be judged for is 2019 i will be assessed by my choices by what i did by what i didn't do by by the pathway that i took and so will you let me warn you, though, the stakes here are eternally significant. See, because when God judges, we're talking about the consequences of that are immense. Matthew 25, 46, Jesus says, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Folks, there is a heaven and there is a hell. There is a heaven to be gained and a hell to be shunned. But you must have all the information. God has provided a way to be pardoned and miss the wrath, this wrath that is uh, looking you in the face, the wrath that you have earned or deserve. Just as the Israelites applied the blood of the innocent lamb to the door 
and they escaped certain death that night, the night of the Passover. You remember how Moses told them, you take this, this blood and you put it on the door, doorpost and lintel of the house and the death angel then will, will pass over that house and you'll, you'll escape, you, you'll escape the, 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 uh, the uh, crushing judgment upon every one of those homes. By the blood of an innocent animal? Yeah, that's right, exactly. Had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with your sin, but God was portraying. He was, that was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ to come. He's the Lamb of God. He's the one that was our sacrifice in our place, uh, faced the, the, the condemnation of my sin, the judgment for my iniquity, my, my uh, wickedness. God took that all upon Jesus Christ. He died for me. He paid my penalty. And now if I have his blood applied to me, to my heart, I, I will also miss that, that uh, certain death, that judgment. The Bible says in Acts 17, 31, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man, it's talking about Jesus, whom he hath ordained whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. And here was a, a neon sign that for God to tell us, hey, here's the, the only man to raise from the dead. He, he laid down his life, he took it up again. The Bible says Jesus rose from the, from the grave <coughs> after three days and three nights. He was the one that, after uh, 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 paying the penalty for your sin, he was the one that was, was uh, arisen, and he is that one that is going to do the judging by that man, the man that God has appointed. Jesus gave his life for us so that we could have his life. He is the out, folks. He is the lamb that took away our sin. And now I can repent of my sin and appoint him as my Lord and Savior to be free from the penalty of sin. You see, we're, we're, we're looking at this, this judgment, this, this uh, uh, bound bounds of uh, human life that we are facing, but we have eternal life that is provided for us. Jesus was ordained by the Father not to be only the one to lay down his life, but to be the, the judge of the world. And since it cost Jesus his life for your redemption, what you do with him is paramount to your eternity. Don't incur the wrath of God by turning away from your only hope of heaven. You see, we will be facing the consequences for our sin. And there's judgment coming. Reminds me of the uh, wagon train that uh, was going through the prairies in, the, in the, uh, one of the western states and uh, finally got everybody across this river and they, they noted that there was some smoke up ahead and it was a forest fire that was coming their way. And, and it would surely burn them up. They didn't have time to get everybody, all the, the wagons back across the river. And so they had to act quickly. So what the, what the uh, wagon train leaders did is where they, they uh, uh, moved the, the, the trains a bit and they started a fire behind them and it burnt to the river. And then after it burnt to the river, they backed the entire wagon train over the burnt area and then they just let the fire come. Little kids are afraid. They're saying, Dad, Mom, will, 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 it, will we get burned? And they said, no, no. The fire's already been here. It's not going to come again. 
Folks, you want to know something? The judgment's already taken place upon Jesus. Not double indemnity. I'm not going to face that again. It's been paid for. Ah, oh, thank the Lord that we can be saved. And see, God's made it clear to each one of us that, that we can be. We will be judged by the Creator. See, He gave you eternal life through His sacrifice. He demands that you respond to His providence. But for those who reject His love, and that's made clear also. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Folks, everything you've ever done is recorded. Everything you've ever thought has been recorded. All the choices that you've made, they've been recorded. <coughs> As in our text, written down in the book. Written down in God's book. And if you don't have Jesus as your Savior, then your life will be reviewed step by step, thought by thought, act by act, choice by choice, throughout in, in that celestial courthouse with God as the judge. You don't want to be guilty in that court. As the Bible says, it shows here that they were cast into the lake of fire after being judged for their sin. Oh, goodness. Judged according to your works, you, you, you better get out of that judgment. Judged by your performance, sinner? Are you kidding me? Good luck with that. That's foolish. You need to run to Christ. You need to be saved. If you've never been saved, you need to get saved. Okay, then getting back to our text. First Chronicles chapter 29, we started with verse 26. Thus David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel... Verse 28 says he died a good old age. Verse 29 says, Now the acts of David the king, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Samuel the seer, and in the book of Nathan the prophet, and in the book of Gad the seer, with all his reign and his might, and the times that went over him, and over, all, over Israel, and over all the kingdoms of the countries. We are to be divinely judged, as David was, first and last. First and last, that means it encompasses everything that David did. All of David's life, first and last. David's life was summarized in three ways in this passage. His life was summarized, number one, in what he did. That's what the, uh, verse 29 says. The acts of David, the king, first and last. Every, everything they did, the, all the acts, first and last. Behold, they're written in the book. Verse 30 says, with all his reign. That's everything he did as a king. Everything he did as as the, the, the uh, uh, one that, that made the decrees, that um, um, made the judgments, all of his acts, first and last, that last, that's what he did. David would be judged by everything he did, all of it, first and last, good and bad, smart and stupid, pure or defiled. And you know, the Bible says that we will be judged first and last for all that we have done. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Folks, it's all recorded. <coughs> Everything you've ever done. Every place you've ever been. Every conversation you've ever had. It's all recorded. It's written, as it says, in the books. 
and I saw the dead, small and great. It says they were judged out of those things that were in, uh, in the books according to their works. It was all written. It's all recorded, folks. When our lives will be reviewed first and last, will we rejoice or will we mourn? Oh, I know this, knowing that I'm a sinner. <coughs> Although we might have a review of my life, my salvation is that Jesus took care of that. He paid for that sin. It's already been burnt there. <laughs> I'm saved. And I'm saved not because I deserved it. No, no, I deserve the opposite. I deserve hell, not heaven. But I'm saved. Thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord. Knowing my sin and my condition, my only hope is Jesus. Your only hope is Jesus. David's life was summarized, and our lives are, will be summarized by what we do. Number one, what he did. Number two, his life was summarized in what he could have done. Look what it says in verse 30 of our text, 1 Chronicles 29, 30. With all his reign and his might. See, his reign is what he did. His might is what he was able to do. That's his strength. And he was judged for his ability or his potential, if you will, his might. He was able to win, so he was expected to win. He was able to rule, so he was judged upon his ability of what he was able to do. Jesus put it this way in the parable of the talents, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway he took his journey. And you know the parable, how it goes. And they were judged by what they were doled out. But everybody wasn't doled out the same amount. Five, uh, two, one. So everybody started off with a, with a different amount. But you know what? They were judged upon what they received. When the master returned, every man was judged upon the potential that he had in trading with the, the amount that he was given. Folks, we're going to be judged according to what God gave us. Our talents, our abilities, our potential. The widow who gave two mites in that uh, time that Jesus watched them given to the treasury, she gave more than many who gave much more than that because of her potential. <coughs> she gave 100%. The others just gave a portion of what they had. 100% is 100%. And, and you know what? That's All of us have the entirety of what, whatever we are, and that's what we're judged by. <coughs> we are judged by our potential, what we could have done <coughs> by our might. The individual given greater light is expected to act upon it in Matthew chapter 11, <coughs> verse number uh, 21. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus said, Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted unto, unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. 
But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. You know what Jesus was saying was, if you've been given more instruction, more knowledge, more illumination, you must act upon what is given. You must act upon what it is that God has given you. The abilities, the, the illumination, the knowledge that God has given you. You'll be held accountable to the light, to the truth that you were given. Now listen, friend, if you're here without Christ, if you've never been born again, you've heard too much. You are responsible for what your choice will be with Jesus. Knowing that you're a sinner, and knowing that Jesus paid for your sin, knowing that it's all, and it cost him everything, and it's there before, uh, it's on the table for you to receive, and you don't receive that. Listen, according to Jesus, there's going to be a much greater judgment upon those who know and reject. People are all worried about, well, what about uh, the natives in some, you know, South American country or, or in uh, uh, the dark forest of Africa that they've never heard of the name Jesus? You know what? You've heard of the name Jesus, and you've heard of what Jesus has done for you, and you've heard, according to what God says, that you must repent of your sin or perish. You're, you're facing hell in your eternity, and, and you have an out. You have a way out, and it's made plain, and it's accessible to you. It's on the table. You are responsible to reach out and grab that and to take Jesus as your Savior. You'll be held accountable to the light and the truth that you're given. <clears throat> so, get back to David. David was summarized in what he did, what he could have done, you know, his might, his ability, and then also in the time allotted to him. In verse number 30, I, I like the, the way that God puts this here, with all his reign and his might, and the times that went over him. <laughs> the times that went over him. It just means that the circumstances surrounding him in his life or the events that he faced, or the situations he found himself in. This is the, the place that God put him, and all things around him, all the, the, uh, the uh, landscape that he was placed in, and it's, it's said like this, the times that went over him. It's interesting to note that time is referred to as going over him. Time continues on and stops for no one. It covers everything and everyone, like packaging tape over a box, and closing everything under its rollout. Times, in this sense, go over us. That means that God has given you an opportunity to respond. He's given you a time, and it's called today. It's called now. It's not called tomorrow. You don't know what the day... <coughs> <coughs> will bring forth tomorrow. You don't know that you're going to hear <coughs> one more message about Jesus and about salvation that you can reach out and, and take that. You don't, you don't have that promise. You have today. The time that God allowed, allotted you today, you have that today. <coughs> 2019 <coughs> has rolled out 12 months. 
done. This is it. Incompletion, about to go into the books. 52 weeks. 365 days, actually, specifically, exactly, precisely, 365.24 days. 8,760 hours. 525,600 minutes was called 2019. Say, hey, uh, you got a minute? Sure, I'll give you a minute. You got 500,000 minutes? No, <laughs> that's, that's a year. But, and we can go on into seconds and into just moments that way, but it keeps on rolling. Nothing stops it or can stop time. With the time that you've been allotted, what did you give to God this year? 2019, as we close, looking back, what did you do for him? What will, will, what will you give to God in 2020? You see, you have today to decide that. You can't go back and change anything, like we said. It's already, it's already done. But 2020 is ahead of you. And God's giving, if he will give you that year, then, then you'll have this coming year. You can commit to being faithful in church every week. Every week that you're able to be in church, to be there. Hey, you know what? You can do that. How about adopting a reading plan to get through the Bible or the New Testament in a year or, or some kind of a daily study of the Word of God so that you spend some time every day. If you commit to that, you say, God, I'm going to give you 15 minutes of my morning or before I go to sleep or whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to kind of put my mind on, on the things of heaven and, and the things of the Word of God. How about, how about committing that? How about <clears throat> witnessing to that lost friend or that loved one that they don't, know a, they don't know a genuine Christian, but they do know you? How about growing faith by applying the word of God to your life in finances or relationships or your family or, or, or taking leadership where God would have you to? <clears throat> do it in the time that God gives you. <clears throat> you can't go back and redo 2019, but you can do it. From here on. <clears throat> so David was summarized what he did, what he could have done, and in the time that God had allowed, uh, allotted to him. Now the acts of David, the king, first and last. You know what? I'm going to hear the conclusion and the overview of my life. Now the acts of rich Farinella, first and last, behold. Will I hear, good job, well done. Or will I hear, man, unfortunate. Will God consider what I did, what I could have done, and in the time that he gave me to do it, he certainly will. God will judge you by what you did, what you could have done, and in the time that he gave you to do it, let's decide to act for God now. Every head bowed. Nobody looked.